We weren't recording that whole time. Told you, two bottle podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Messengers Podcast. I am Chris Searles. With me today is Rob Seifert, the creative director at Searles Graphics. Um, Today we are discussing a topic really primarily uh, that deals with how small businesses compete with big box retail, with larger competitors. Um, We have an article on our blog that I had written a, a while back. The title of that article was, if Walmart can put you out of business, you're in the wrong business. Um, You know, and the idea really being that we see a lot of people uh, that themselves try to compete head on with businesses like Walmart and, and, um, you know, some of those larger competitors. Uh, The kind of the classic example I like to give um, is you know year this is now a while ago but um back a few years ago i was on the board of a local chamber of commerce around here and there was a walmart that wanted to come into town uh and i was astounded at the level of um fight that mm-hmm. came out of not only the the local businesses and you know the main street businesses in the in the town, but um, that the chamber of commerce itself got involved in that fight and and you know really battled to to stop Walmart from coming to town. And they actually were successful. They they were able to stop it. And they're, to this day, there still isn't a Walmart right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the you know the one of the primary examples from that that that. I talk about is, you know, at the time there was a, um, a stationary store, you know, they, the locals right. even called it a, you know, the five and dime that had been there on main street for, I, I mean, I don't even know how long, decades and decades. Sure. Um, and you know, they were one of the primary opponents and, and they were one of the, the, you know, main uh, kind of examples of the main street businesses that were going to go out of business. If Walmart came to town, uh, and here we are, you know, a few years later, and that store is gone anyway. I mean, they went out of business either way because at some point it, you can't out Walmart Walmart. And whether that's Walmart or Amazon or, right. you know, just because somebody has to drive a few extra miles to get to a, a, a different Walmart or a Target or, a, you know, whatever. Or... Yeah, you can't get away from it. And, and trying to compete based on... The fact that, well, we, we're going to sell the same products, we're going to carry the exact same products as Walmart and offer the, the same exact thing that you can get there, only there you can buy it at half the price that you're going to get it from us, you right. know, just commodities and staples. And, you know, you can get a Hallmark card from anywhere. You can go to CVS, you can go to, you don't need to go to a local Main Street stationery store that's going to charge you 30% more. Yeah, well, it's kind of kind of sad i think but you can't help change and it's a you know it's it's pretty evident that uh, a lot of business model models are going to suffer with this uh because of what's going on i mean it's happened and it's happening so, yeah i mean you can look at it as sad but i think that's that is part of the the problem right is it's almost this nostalgia for things of the past sure. that keep people operating in that mindset and the idea 
isn't that that business could not have continued and stayed in business. It's just that they had to change. And just right. like any business, any industry changes over time. If you don't change with it, mm-hmm. then you're gone. And, and um, you know, I always like to, to refer back to, uh, I, I love the, the book, uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And, the, you know, for, for anybody that's read it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't read it. Um, you know, the premise is, is your business doesn't exist because of a product that you sell or a service that you offer. Your, exi- your business exists for a reason. And, and narrowing down why your business exists and, and who your business exists to serve uh, should be your, your primary focus. And as long as you have that and that remains your core value, what you do and then how you do that is a function of then the product that you offer that changes. Your mm-hmm. your what and your how changes all the time and it has to change all the time because progress, you can't fight progress. It's sure. gonna happen no matter what. But why you do that is what needs to remain the same. Um, you know, and, and for us, it's the same thing. I mean, we, you know, we started as a commercial printing company in 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we defined ourselves as a commercial printer, like a lot of our competitors in that industry did, we might not be around today. I mean, there's not as much printing out there as there used to be. And we've seen a lot of our competitors go out of business because they define themselves as printing companies. That was what they are. That's who they were. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. There was nothing more to their business than the fact that, well, we put ink on paper and that's it. And once people don't need that anymore, they don't need us anymore. Sure. And we've never been that. We've always been more than that. We've always been about, well, how can we solve that customer's problem in the best way, whether that's, you know, in the past it was generally print, but we, we also, you know, got into design early on and started, you know, doing a lot of graphic design and ad design and, and things like that. Right. And then these days it's, digital it's how can how can we service you both from a traditional media and a a print standpoint and then what can we do digitally to help get your message out and to help you achieve your goals and and you know market your business effectively right and if we we didn't change we would be in that same boat where yeah you could look at that as well it's sad they were around for a long time and that business isn't here anymore but that business wouldn't be here anymore because we failed Right. to do our job and to remain relevant. Right. I mean, I get a lot of people that come in off the street and they're coming from Staples and they said they went down to Staples and uh, the people behind the counter couldn't work with their files or said they wouldn't work for what they were doing. And, you know, the, just having the support staff and graphic design team here, we're able to, you know, hey, we'll take a quick look at it. When they walk in, we pop it in the computer and we say we can work with it and print it. And then the ensuing uh, problem is that they want it for the same price. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they do. But that's where the explanation comes in that we're not staples and that if they offered the level of customer service that we did and the graphic support that we did, that their prices would be more too. Right. Yeah. If they could solve your problem, they would have to charge you more. Right. Precisely. And that's, you know, when we, and we deal with competition even just on the print side. I mean, there's, there's plenty of large, uh, internet 
competition sure. for for printed materials and you know if we defined ourselves as you know well we'll do business cards you know and and print your business cards mm. for you and that's what we that's the business that we want because it's going to keep our presses running right. to compete with what you can get 500 business generic business cards for online right we can probably can't even turn a press on for what you can pay to do it somewhere else from somebody that's just doing massive, massive volumes right. and, you know, just pumping business cards out all day long. And that's not who we are, yeah. you know, where we used yeah. to do more business cards in the past because there really wasn't an alternative. There wasn't an option to spend that much less. Now that that option exists, it's not really a part of our business and we're not suffering because yeah. we've lost that business. And, you know, we still do business cards for, for clients who right. value what we bring to the table in terms of that service in particular. But we're not, yeah. when somebody calls here and they say, hey, I need a thousand business cards, yeah. you know, what's what's it going to cost me? Our response, generally speaking, is, well, yeah. well this is what we would bring to the table if you want to work with us. Right. If you value that, then great, we'll work with you on it. If not, Go online. You're going to get them a lot cheaper. It's going to be a better, you know, for what you need and what you want, what you're, what you're going to value. That is a much better option for you. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. No, we recognized that a long time ago, and it's been a general disclaimer and explanation I use all the time when clients come in looking for business cards. And uh, right away, I kind of just let them know that if they're comparing our prices to prices that they see on Vistaprint, they're they're not going to be comparable. They're going to get a different product, and uh, it's really not what we do. Um, like you said, though, we do business cards. We do a lot of them, uh, you know, and they're custom. You know, we'll uh, sit down and show them different stocks, and we'll sit down and talk about different uh, variables with the printing, with the inks, and, uh, you know, discuss PMS color inks. Uh, it's not like, again, part of the explanation I give to them is the gang run mentality of, a company like Vistaprint where they're running massive sheets of paper all the time 24 hours a day and your job is you know run on that giant sheet of paper and that's why they can give the prices they give and uh, we can't compete at that level as a local you know printer yeah and, and again it's 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 about then defining why we exist and and our business Mm -hmm. you know i always say if you compete on price and price alone you're you're in a race to the bottom Mm -hmm. right because you're going to lower your price and then the other person that's competing on price is going to lower their price and then you have to lower yours again and then they have to lower theirs again Mm -hmm. until nobody's making any money and you're both going to go out of business and then what do you do from there right you know and especially if you're that's one thing if you're competing with another business that is you know in the same boat as you are or the mm-hmm. same size in the same market and, and whatever but when your competition is walmart or amazon or they're always going you can't out walmart walmart right. they're always going to be able to to bring it in at a mm-hmm. lower price than you or which i mean really it's a price competition it's they're always going to be able to beat your price right. there's no way that's not going to be the case so you need to offer something else that they can't offer and you know we see it a lot with with um main street businesses now that are that are doing really well and they're doing well because they've differentiated themselves where Mm -hmm. you know you used to be able to be 
a generic, you know, just kind of a, a you know, I, uh, I like, we have locally around here, there's a couple of really high end bike shops, mm-hmm. you know, for, for bicycles, people who, sure. who like to ride. And in the past you used to be able to sell, you know, the, the $50 kids Huffy or, you know, whatever out of those shops because you were the only game in town. Now you can get that from Dick's. You can get it from, I was going to say sports authority, but I guess you can't really get no. anything from them anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are plenty of other options where you can go get that bike if that's what you're looking for. Sure. But for somebody who's serious about cycling and, you know, really is going to spend some money and they need the expertise that you're going to bring or they want a product that Dix is never going to offer because Dix is not going to sell enough of those to carry them, right? you know, to carry that line or the manufacturer of those bikes are, aren't going to sell them through big box retail because they know they want their customers to get a better experience than that and you can do that you can survive that way and not even survive you can thrive that way you can run a good business that way but it's about finding that differentiator right and and finding a way to be able to charge what you're worth and then not apologizing for charging what you're worth right yeah no you don't want to devalue yourself you know we we talk about that all the time we don't you know we we offer quality printing, quality customer service here, and we can't devalue that. You know, clients ask us to be more competitive on pricing, and again, that's the explanation: is it's the level of service you're getting in the product. I, I had a client ask us um, about lowering uh, a price on some flashcards that he orders on Amazon just yesterday. That he uh, sells on Amazon. Yeah, he sell right. He sells uh, packs of uh, flashcards on Amazon. And we printed them for him last time, and he said that uh, Amazon raised some of their fees, and he's not making as much profit. Wanted to know if we could lower our fees right. to to pay, you know, to make up the difference. Right. Um, and the short answer was no. Uh, we found a way for him to f- get a lower price point on it. Uh, that is, printing a higher quantity. If you print more, the price always goes down. So uh, that seemed to work for him. He's, he doubled his order. Uh, and he's going to proceed with the job. But, um, again, that it points to exactly what you're talking about. I mean, he's going to have to evaluate his business model and, and how he's selling and determine whether it, it's worth it to do on Amazon. Uh, yeah, and that's really somebody then that's trying to drag, uh, drag us into the price game of, well, if I'm going to sell my product on Amazon, it's got to be the lowest price or the low, you know, especially if it's the same as what somebody mm-hmm. else is doing or – that's now he's competing in that market and then asking us to be complicit in in competing in that market okay. and we have no desire to compete in that market you know no. it's it's we're, i'm not going to lower my price just because you feel like the only way to sell your product is by lowering your price mm-hmm. if that's the case then your business model is flawed to begin with and i'm not gonna going to purposefully make mine flawed just to try to solve that problem enable them yeah but there's you know and there's a lot of there there are a lot of benefits that i think the kind of old guard of main street businesses um never had to deal with in the Mm -hmm. past and that's why there was a lot there you know was a lot of um anger and resentment towards a lot of the the big box retail 
as that stuff has kind of come in there, you know, the idea was, well, you know, we're a local community business. People should support us because we're a local community mm. business um, and they just should shop here. I mean, I, I've seen there's a uh, there's a coffee shop around mm. here that used to put a sign outside their shop that basically said, buy from us because we are local you know come come here instead of going to starbucks or or you know wherever because we're right. owned by somebody in the community right and you can't try to guilt people into dealing with you simply because you're lo- it just doesn't work that way there's no, gotta not anymore. be anymore yeah you know i mean there's gotta be something you have to give people a reason to want to shop with you and that might be hey look we do a lot of things for our community and we're a, a presence in that community. And because of that, people feel the desire to want to support us as well. Mm. But not to guilt me into it. Yeah, they shame you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like and, a, and it, how dr- could you? <laughs> it drive me crazy. I'd walk past it and just it, go. I, I used to succumb to that and feel guilty about it. But now I'm at a point where. Um, I go into a store and I try something on and then I order it online when I find out what I want. So I've come full circle. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know if we want to promote that, but um, but you know, there's there's a there's an element to the the local business and and you know we're seeing now a resurgence in Gen the Gen Zers now that actually prefer to shop in store and they'll mm-hmm. do it, you know, where there was this, this idea that Gen Y kind of, or really the millennial mm-hmm. millennials um, were the start of this fully online uh, gener- you know, generation that was only going to continue to with people that prefer online 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 experiences and online shopping and that's all they're going to do they're not going to you know the stores are dead and this and that whatever and now what you're seeing is gen z kind of coming around and they actually prefer to shop in a store there are a lot of studies that have been done that show that more of the the younger Mm. people in that generation actually prefer to shop in a store and then they use their technology to uh to enhance their in-store experience. Okay. So they'll go in a store and they'll find something that they that they like and they want to be able to hold it and you know have something tangible in their hand. But then they're going to go online and they're going to read reviews of that product while they're there holding it and they're going to make sure that they're getting a a good price. They don't mm-hmm. want to overpay for what you know similar to, to what yeah. you're saying. Yes. You know. Um, and you know so so there's an element of both there, but the idea that the the brick and mortar experience that the right. local business is is dead and gone uh, is is certainly yeah. has never come to to fruition in its entirety. I mean, you know, it's changed. It right. certainly is different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there there are a lot of ways that you can still thrive and succeed, even given some of the competition that's out there. Yeah, I I um I can't remember the company. But, uh, I mean, you're talking about changing the shopper experience. I mean, that's a, that's a big way of bringing these younger people in, too. And there was a company uh, where you would go in and you would just put items in your cart uh, and you would be able to ring them out and you wouldn't have to check out. You would just 
take the items Amazon. and leave, leave the store. And it, was it an Amazon store? Yeah. That's yeah. their their changing their sh- a shopper experience. It's it's nothing you know that any store could do. Uh, you know, they they could you know there's an app they could build where uh, they could scan the products in the store and and you know pay for it right there on their phone and then walk out of the store with the product and not have to deal with the line. Yeah. You know, and that's I think you know kind of going back to to what I was talking about before. I think there are too many. Too many uh, businesses that have been around for a while, you know, generally speaking, small businesses, because bigger businesses, the, the machine is big enough where you get to a point where something that you're doing doesn't really work anymore. And the resources are there to then just acquire somebody that did something that is working. And, you know, that so that kind of self-perpetuates once you get to a certain size. It tends to be the smaller businesses that uh, define themselves so much by what they do. Mm. Um, that they miss the definition of why they're doing it and get so so caught up in, in the, the what and the how that they forget that the what and the how should change. It's supposed to change. You mm-hmm. should be looking for ways to put yourself out of business, right? Because if you're not, somebody else is going to and then that's it. I mean, it's, it's over at that Mm -hmm. point if somebody else does it for you. So, um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm constantly looking for ways to make us obsolete because at least if I'm the one that figures it out, then we can do something about it and we can, you know, we can progress and we can continue to exist where if somebody else figures it out and they're the ones that make us obsolete, uh, well, it's game over at that point. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. I, uh, I think about something you you mentioned to me not that long ago about how uh, you feel photography services at some point may become obsolete, and uh, as a photographer, it's it's disheartening. Yeah. <laughs> so I've thought about it since you've talked to me about it, and and tried to find reasons why that wouldn't occur mm-hmm. or ways to make that you know n- not happen. Yeah, I mean, and we've already seen some of that. We talked about it in a in a previous episode, right? Mm-hmm. The differences between a professional hiring a professional. I mean, we had an episode specifically about that, right? Right. Why you would hire a professional photographer instead of an amateur? Right. Um, and there are still a lot of reasons for that. And as long as you, as long as those reasons remain relevant, and as long as you can focus on those items mm-hmm. rather than you know, I have equipment that takes a nice picture because everybody has equipment that takes a nice picture right now. Sure. I mean, you you know, when a cell phone costs a thousand dollars, primarily because of the camera that it has on it, mm-hmm. every and the, and not only the camera but the software behind it too. Just about everybody has something in their possession that takes a really nice picture. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it becomes about well, what do you do that is that differentiates yourself from just the sure. the amazing cell phone camera that everybody has in their pocket, uh, and there are there are things that a professional photographer can do, and a good photographer can and will do right. that do differentiate that. Whether or not that will continue to be the case ten years from now with software and and hardware and where it gets to, and you know, is mm. kind of remains to be seen. But um, but for now, there are still ways to to be relevant in that space. 